Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, Bull Brock to my right, the great Frank Sanders to my left. This is your definitive Arizona Cardinal at Las Vegas Raider preview. And gentlemen, we have much to talk about. Bull Brock, you're at practice today once again. We getting healthier? Healthier? Hell yeah, they got... Uh... Jalen Thompson back out there for a second straight day. We saw JJ Watt. Those guys trending towards playing on Sunday. So two key cogs as far as this defense goes. The group that needed help is getting it. You know, is it going to be enough to kind of uh, figure things out on the fly after that week one performance, guys? Frank? The cover of our program was JJ. To see JJ Watt back as a veteran in the locker room, and to know that he's talking the game, he's speaking to us, he is encouraging us on what we should do, how to go out and approach the game, how to get ready to play, you know, four quarters of football. That's what he's doing. But what most what's most important, I got my dog back. Like I like that's how we feel in the locker room. I got my dog back. Like if he's playing this week, we got our dog back and we're going on the road and we know we got a veteran that's gonna speak to us and show us how to get it done. And we're gonna to ride together. Like that to me is to see JJ back is is absolutely heartwarming. And also as a former player in the locker room, when I see a vet, I know he 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 knows what he know he knows how to play the game. He knows what four quarters of football look like. He knows we're going in hostile territory. He knows what to say. I got my dog back. Undefeated with JJ Watt, I believe last year in the regular season. And look, no Andy Isabella. No Rondell Moore. We're going to get to the Cardinal receiving core here in a little bit. But I think the biggest underlying factor of returns this week, as we mentioned, Watt and then hopefully, probably Justin Pugh, who did practice in limited all week. If they pull a fast one again and start Sean Harlow, I'm going to be pissed. But the two areas, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and company did whatever they wanted last Sunday. But the two areas where the Cardinals really lacked, both lines of scrimmage, offensively, defensively. You get Pugh back, provide some stability, Bobrock at, at left guard. Get Watt now, which allows everybody else to do their thing. Michael Dogby had a good game. Rashard Lawrence. They need to be able to push around this Raiders defensive and offensive front that is not great. The Raiders offensive line is one of the worst in the NFL after week one. J.J. Watt should be able to immediately produce. And then on the flip side, and we talked about it, we'll preview a little bit more later on, but Chandler Jones does not like to be pushed around, right? He's a finesse player up until this point. It's a big reason why. 
the Cardinals didn't want to pay him $16, $17 million a year. You can run on him. Allowing Justin Pugh to come back where he doesn't have to maybe face Chris Jones, I think is a positive. Yeah, huge. And you, you've got to combat that interior pressure, which can just be a game record as far as the Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense and what Kyler Murray likes to do. And when he's facing pressure immediately up the gut, it, it just it, they can't do what they want to do offensively. So if you can get a guy in there that knows what he's doing, you know, we'll see if Pugh, a guy who was 265 pounds a couple months ago, who said he was on uh, track to get back to his game weight, you know, which last year was over 300 pounds. I saw him listed at 311. There's no way in hell he's 311 pounds. But if he's closer to that, he's feeling better. He's your best option at left guard. Will Hernandez, Johnny said throughout the week, he was probably your best guard play from last week. But if DJ Humphreys, Calvin Beecham can just focus on their assignment, those two absolute monsters coming off the edge and Max Crosby and the guy, the Cardinals all-time sack leader who's going to be wearing, wearing silver and black in their home opener, that's going to be so huge. But uh, big what's up to Isaiah picking spreads. Thanks for joining us on this Friday edition of PHNX Cardinals. It's They're getting healthier. They're getting healthier on both sides of the football. All that frustration going in week one. Everybody wants to be – Full strength week one. You want to see that product. You want to see it on full display. Cardinals fans didn't get to see that. It's starting to trend in the right direction as far as health-wise. Now the play, the results on the field, they have to they have to go with that way as well. We're all freaking out because Isaiah Simmons played slot corner last week, more so than any Arizona Cardinal. Mm-hmm. He got, I mean, let's face it, he got deep hands by Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> he did not look good. The advanced metrics, the tape, whatever you want to say. And, Bo, you texted me, and you said Simmons played a lot of slot corner again this week, and that scares me going against somebody like Hunter Runfro. Bo, do we have an avenue in which Trayvon Molden plays and plays a lot so that Byron Murphy can then slide to slot corner? You know, it's one thing you hear things from the player himself, and he talked to our guy Howard Balzer, who you can read his work, gophnx.com today, and he said that he's feeling good. He feels like he's ready to play. But then I hear the quotes from Vance Joseph the other day saying, you know, here's a guy, we're excited about him. He's played a lot of ball. I don't know if he's there yet. I don't know if that's a smokescreen that they're trying to use. And they're trying to, who knows? You know, who knows what the coaching staff is doing. But as far as Trayvon Mullen, the player himself, it says he's ready to play. And that would just be a big boost to kind of give a guy like Isaiah Simmons, puts him in a better position to be successful on the football field, maybe further back in that defense or ahead of that, you know, in the linebacking core where, if you've got three NFL starting caliber corners, that's a big boost because right now they just have two. They have Byron Murphy and they have Marco Wilson, who is probably the long bright spot for this week one. So if you can go, you know, those Mullen and Marco Wilson on the outside and then push Byron Murphy back inside and then he's got that assignment to on me, Hunter Renfro. It, it feels like we're a week away from that. And yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Frank Sanders, we're going to see Isaiah Simmons playing that back seven again. Do you think there's areas that he can improve upon in one week's time so he does not get embarrassed again? Well, he, he will improve. Um, but the reality is that because they didn't have preseason, those guys didn't get those real snaps, those real reps in yeah. game time and real-time situations. Feels like Isaiah should have played in the preseason. He, he really should have played. But I think, I mean, that's, you know, there's a two-sided conversation that was, would be, would one would be if, if he played in the preseason, then he would have shown if he was bad or good and what his weakness would have been. Yeah. And then it would have made Kansas City explode him even more. Or <laughs> if you don't play him and wait till you see Kansas City, and then we really show that we're running a 4-2-5 defense instead of our standard 3-4 or 4-3 enigma of a defense, then we kind of really we, – we don't let the cat out the bag. So mm-hmm. the first week was a, a, 
our first preseason game, honestly, on defense. Unfortunately, that's what it is because none of those guys really played. And so Isaiah Simmons will get better. Um, he's a six foot four guy trying to play line, play four four guy trying to play, you know, nickel corner, which is basically mm-hmm. a five foot seven to ten guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a four three guy, a four four guy that's shaped, you know, that's shifty and moving back and forth, trying to cover a guy like me. That's 215, and he had Juju Smith, who's 185 pounds. That's just – it's night and day in the speed column. So he has to make the adjustments. Again, Van said it you know, appropriately. He said this is the first week that we actually saw the 425 walk out there, and he had to play. So that um, that's the part where we all got shocked at. We thought that this would be a better defense, and it wasn't JV. And unfortunately, yeah. the showing wasn't there. But I think there's a part where he will get better. But we have to expect that he will get better. And again, we're probably, you know, week one, week two of another preseason game watching what when we go to Vegas. Yeah, here, here's a big issue right now as far as Isaiah Simmons is exciting to hear that he's he's going to be the guy communicating the defense on Vance Joseph's behalf with the green dot. But it was a big issue week one. I mean, as far as the calls getting in there, they weren't coming in a timely mash, m- manner. And hopefully a guy like J.J. Watt, who's not going to be standing around in the huddle being, you know, waiting for, for Isaiah Simmons to get the call in, he's going to kind of he's going to expect and he's going to have a sense of urgency out there that the defense didn't have in week one. So you can anticipate that being better. But this is another misstep, in my opinion, on the Arizona Cardinals and their development of Isaiah Simmons is putting him in that position. It's like, hey – we want him to have a big year three and just him knowing what his role is out there and then putting this on his plate. I mean, it just it slows him down because I think the biggest issue with Isaiah Simmons, as you mentioned, 6'4, mm-hmm. runs a sub 4'3'40 or 4'4'40, right? At yeah. that size. Yeah, that's size. But he with with his hesitancy as far as between the ears, mm-hmm. it, it makes him ineffective out there. Like yeah. the best we've seen from Isaiah Simmons is when he's just reacting. When he's out there, he's reacting. When he hits the shit out of uh, Derrick Henry or he, he lays out Trey Lance, mm-hmm. he takes on these yeah. big guys and it's a it's a car accident, right? Yep. But we haven't even seen that because he's so stuck between his ears. And the Arizona Cardinals, I think they're at fault for putting him in that position. It, it just feels like the best usage for him is to not put him on shifty little slot receivers. Like, go get somebody in the free agent market. Go dive off of somebody's practice squad and get somebody that you can – have a Band-Aid placeholder for until Antonio Hamilton gets back or Mullen is up and running and ready to go. We talked about it at nauseum all week. Don't mitigate this defense and make a ton of different holes when in reality you may only have one or two. Putting Isaiah Simmons back, I think just traditional inside linebacker, is what's best for this team right now. Nick Vigil, clearly not up for the task. I, he looked completely out of sorts last week. I think Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, for better or worse, I think you roll with both of them. That's unfortunately not what the Cardinals are going to do. I want to flip to the offensive side, gentlemen. Justin Pugh we talked about. Hopefully, maybe is back, but I want to stay on that offensive line. Hmm. Um, so Zach Ertz practiced all this week. That's promising. Steven Anderson, Max Max Williams, they're hanging around. <laughs> Trey McBride, is this the second consecutive week that my guy number 85 is inactive, especially when you consider, and we're going to get to this, all the injuries at receiver. Yeah, it's it's one of the most puzzling parts about this coaching staff. And you see, like, uh, it, it's tiresome. I texted you this last night, Johnny. It's tiresome to see this organization kind of go against the grain of what the, re- the rest of the league is doing as yeah. far as playing young players. And, you know, we heard it from Cliff about McBride because that's his department. We heard it from Vance Joseph about the defense and his department. Mm-hmm. And they don't trust these young players. And it's like... the. 
the only place they can gain trust is in practice. It's like that that's a lose-lose situation for this team. Frank, I'm sure you've seen it on full display in your career where guys just have to go out there and not only learn to be successful, they also have to learn to fail on the field on the playing field. I would like to think that works that way. Yeah. It don't it just it doesn't. I will say this here. There are guys that can handle <laughs> there are guys that can handle a loss in practice. There's guys that can handle a loss in the game and you realize that they're 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 learning, understanding and picking up the speed of the game. Yeah. And and then, and then next week you see them get better. This is week 1 of last week we saw Isaiah and it wasn't it wasn't a great week, but it it wasn't a bad week if you look at a lot of things. If we could all go back and dissect how was his footing? Where was his head placement at? Where was he at before pre-snap and post-snap? All those things matter when he when when the play was called. What was he doing when he saw Juju Smithers? How was he when he faced you know Kelsey? So all those things come into play. I will say that sometimes when you put younger guys out there and they get and they get smashed up pretty bad, the film indicates that they have weaknesses that get to, that gets exposed. And next week, the next guy that shows up is still potentially either a pro bowler or a top tier guy. And that guy's going to expose the same thing. And so sometimes you got to try to protect guys, but without a doubt, guys have to play. They need the opportunity to play. They need to get an opportunity to show it. And sometimes in practice, because we're all friends, Johnny, I swear to God, Johnny, I would not murder <laughs> no, you don't the do same it. way. I would murder you if <laughs> I, I was like on the opposing team. Yeah. But since we homies <laughs> in practice, I'm going to protect you. I love Frankie. Yeah. I got Hudson. <laughs> I got them. But if you was on the other team, yeah. I would murder you well, 100%. Here's the thing. But we're friends. Here's the thing. And that's the difference between practice and the real and real life in we, football. W- Trey McBride missed, what, two weeks during training camp mm-hmm. with an injury. I wonder how much sure. that did to his development. But then, you know, Bo, every time you've been there, when I was there at practice, he looked the part. He is a specimen that the Cardinals just don't have. Like, I love Zach Ertz. But a, a vertical passing threat at tight end, he is not. He's an underneath player that can break tackles. Trey McBride can do everything. And Correct. I think he's a volume type of player. I think he gains confidence. Like, I know it was Colorado State, but goodness, you watched that offense last year and you watched what they've become this year. And we love our friends at DMVR Colorado State podcast. But Trey McBride was the team. And but he, he's an athlete, though, John. Like, he, like, like you, you saw, saw him. Senior Bowl. It not not senior bowl dom- he dominated. dominated and so Combine that tells you dominated. and that's what that's the most important part that tells you that he transcends just the death it, it transcends just the conference i was it in. does i mm-hmm. saw the i saw the best of the best and i was i met that challenge and i yeah. dominated it feels like they why he's the second pick over. they've put him in a box and they said no you're a rookie we gotta we gotta dig ourselves out of this hole like we're gonna let our mm-hmm. veterans carry us early on and it's just like i'm sorry i watched that game last night you know chargers at chiefs there's rookies everywhere. Yeah. Like, hey, Cardinals. Rookie made the biggest play of the game. Like, like man up and play your young players. And I think your fan base would have a little bit more, I don't know, leniency for some of the incompetent things that you do when it's done by a first or second year player as opposed to, I'm sorry, I do not want to watch Steven Anderson get lit up at tight end again. He was terrible last week. Right. I, I want to see these young players play, Bo. It's, it's not a McBride issue not the player's problem, that the coaching staff can't take a guy with that athleticism, that skill set, that this organization has invested a second-round pick in. They can't find a, a role for him. It's like, okay, we're not going to put him out there and he's he's not going to have to block Chandler Jones. If you put him out th- to do that, you got big issues. But if you put him out there and you're in a two-tight end set 
and you got Zach Ertz, you know, taking the primary defender, you can't find a way to get Trey McBride the ball and make a play. That's on Cliff Kingsbury. That's a coaching issue, in my opinion. It, it would be, but I, I'm gonna say this, guys, in the locker room right now, when we're see, when, when our guys are not playing that we should that we expect to play, mm-hmm. the injury is more serious than they're telling us. Let's just keep it 100. As far like, as his back? His back, the injury is more serious than they're mm-hmm. telling us. Like when they but say. he's practicing, right? But, he's pra- not, but yeah. practicing and being able to play four quarters of football is different than just, you know, than just practicing. Practicing is a, 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 a scenario based, it's friendly, mm-hmm. it's a little different. No falling on the ground, there's no padding, there's no tackling, there's no hitting, there's no jarring. But I, I have to believe that if Trey's not playing and some of the guys that are not playing, their injuries are far more serious than what they're telling us because if you see a guy practicing, does not it does not necessarily indicate that he's actually ready to actually go out and face his opponent and be ready to really play full quarters of football. If not, remember this here: if I play you, I lose a I, I lose my I lose a slot. If I play him, I lose a slot. Mm-hmm. If you guys are not playing, then I lose two positions that I could have used with younger guys that might have been healthier that could give me four quarters of football. So I'm going to assume that with Trey because I believe that these guys, the Cardinals right now, have to play the long game because we did not play our guys in preseason. And so when you realize that, you don't have your starters. There is This team, team, Johnny, and you guys can attest to this, is not better than our team was last year at the beginning of the season. Not even close. And I think that the way you get there is you play the young players that you drafted because those were the only marquee additions that you made in the offseason. That is correct. And it was headlined by the trade for Hollywood Brown at receiver. And we thought, Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, that this receiving core was going to be able to carry the Cardinals early on while their defense had some struggles. Hopkins gets suspended. And now, Bo Brock, you've got Rondell Moore and Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella hurt his back in the weight room. Hey, listen, we've all been there. He's pulling a Johnny in I the guess, weight room, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, need, I, need I need to stretch Put a couple out. of five plates on there. It was uh, too much. <laughs> That is egregious. Well, I'm not even going to dive into how inaccurate that statement is over down at the Maricopa Gold's gym. But Isabella and, and, and Rondell Moore, get it together. This is a Friday show. We're having a good time. The Maricopa Gold's gym. It's, it's a be- All right. Listen here. All right. I don't even want to get in it. Get a bench press in this room. Let me put on a show. Uh, bottom line is the receiving core has been whittled down watered down to the point where it's Hollywood Brown, yep. A.J. Green, who did not look good last week, Greg Dorch, yep. and what, Bo Brock? That's a- it? A- Andre a- Bacellia. That's not a real player. Yeah, he is. He signed okay. a two-year contract off the practice squad last week. It was one of the... The singer? No. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who caught the first preseason touchdown for the Arizona Cardinals, who good, then good, promptly good. injured okay. his ankle... They signed him to a two-year deal off the practice squad. He's on the current active roster, and he's one of four healthy wide receivers that the Arizona Cardinals have come Sunday. So another opportunity. Say, hey, why can't you play Trey McBride in a couple of formations? You know, he's athletic enough, you would think, to to pick maybe play an X, probably not a Z. Uh, go out there in a two tight ends. He formation. did in the preseason. Yeah, he, he split did. Him out. Absolutely, he did. And um, yeah, so. They're either going to uh, elevate a guy like Javon Wims or sign him off the practice squad who they just signed or the kid uh, Cotton who grew up in the state of Arizona, went to Idaho. That's another option right now. Or they can sign somebody off the street. But right now, four guys available. I'll tell you what. And, and I saw in the chat and I thought it was a, it was a good point. It might have been Arizona Animal saying, like, we're not going to miss Andy Isabella in his well, one target from I, last – in his I one catch from 2021. That, but, like – when they go four wide receiver sets, who's who's out there? 
Like you almost have Daryl Williams, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just about to be my point. Is you almost have to put a back out there. Mm-hmm. And it leads me to what we said last week that I think the Cardinals wanted to do. And the game got away from them because their defense was so egregious. Like this has to be the week where it's James Conner and Kyler Murray dominating from the ground. Like you it's know, bla- Benjamin, yes. Yeah, you break. Ironic, it has to be break glass in case of emergency with Kyler's legs. It's not your bread and butter. You don't want to do it over seventeen games. But goodness, when your receiving core is this depleted, and the defense can't play any worse than they did last week, like I would be working all the RPOs. I would be uh, having Kyler in, in single shotgun direct runs. Try to try to be able to sustain drives with Kyler Murray's legs. Last year, when they were humming, they were a big part of what the Cardinals did two years ago when they got off to their six and three start. I'm not saying this offense is predicated on Kyler Murray running, but until at least until Hopkins comes back, it feels like Kyler's going to have to do a lot of the legwork. No pun intended. Frank Sanders on the ground. Look, I agree with you one hundred percent. What's that guy that always talks about the Harbaugh family? Sly. Sly, look, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a little, I'm gonna give you a little plug right now, but it's not, it's not, it's not the guy in Michigan, it's the guy in Baltimore. We need to take their playbook right now and put it to work because if our starting receivers are out, we know we got AJ, we know we still, we got a couple players we can put, we can move around a little bit, but our receiving, our running game, our quarterback, and our tight end room is loaded, and we should be able to make this thing happen. So if we're gonna do anything, we need to, we need to, we need to snatch a little playbook from the Baltimore Ravens and put it to work right now because our guys are not where they need to be. Our healthier guys, yeah. our most explosive guys are not where they need to be. Gregory Doris played a great game last week, but I mean, he's, he's, he's not a threat. He's not going to fear. No, nobody's going to be fearful of him, but we didn't, we really didn't feature Hollywood Brown last mm-hmm. week. We need to find ways to move him around a little bit, create some mismatches. And then also I agree with you 100% Johnny, let the guys that got the legs, the young legs and ready to go. We yeah. know Kyler's ready to go. Yeah. Probably not 100% solid in the pocket right now. Our offensive line is not solid on pass block because those guys really didn't play a whole bunch in the preseason. A lot of those guys are hurt during the, <clears throat> during practice, so they really didn't they didn't really practice a whole bunch. So, but I agree with you one hundred percent. We need to get to we need to get to that running guy, that pounding ground. Find how to find how to create an identity for this team, and then also keep high powered offense that we've been facing, especially in Kansas City. Keep them off the field. If you if you learn how to manage the clock, be a little more aggressive, be a little more physical. Take it to third and one and three and two, third and one, third and two, yeah. and figure out, run the clock, wait for 25 seconds off the clock, then you'll keep those guys off the field, and then you allow your offense to kind of go. That would be something me and you would be thinking about, Johnny. I'm just hoping that Cliff is thinking the same thing. Poor poor Hollywood Brown, if that, if any of that becomes truth. You know, he gets away from Baltimore just and like, hey, we're going to take Well, just That's a true statement. That's true, very true. And like, for one game, though. It could be a game. big Hollywood Brown game, and, you know, Kyler Murray, uh, Frank, he said earlier, he's like, we want to get uh, Hollywood in the spot that other wide receiver ones were in week one. You saw all these guys with 10-plus targets, 10 catches. And to me, it kind of flavors life up a little bit. You like to see that offense, right? We'll get more into the path to victory for the Arizona Cardinals. But let's talk about OG's Brands, one of our favorite Arizona cannabis kitchens. Not one of our favorites. is actually our favorite. And they've got the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. One winner will receive not one, not two, but three bags of their unbelievable gummies, including orange creamsicle and any of their tropical plate flavors. An OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PH- PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes and check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands as well. You can also find the products at your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older. Pull the trifecta. You guys know what that is last weekend. 
um, in hamstring, football shoulder, and ankle. Kind of like that, but during <laughs> oh. football season, the trifecta is number one, the Cardinals lost. Mm. I lost all my fantasy matchups, mm. and I lost all of my bets. And uh, yeah. you can do the same at DraftKings. Hopefully, you have better <laughs> luck than I do. Right now, new customers can bet just $5, get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you're going to get paid out instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings, the folks there, paid out over $6 million last Thursday. Can't wait to see what you guys are going to profit off of this weekend. Hopefully, it's the Cardinals getting a dub. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See shown us for details. Gentlemen, my DraftKings pick of the week. I hate to do this, but I feel like it has to be done. Do it. Hunter Renfro, anytime touchdown mm. out of the slot. Oh. If, I, if Isaiah Simmons is covering Hunter Renfro, that's not going to be good. That's not going to be good for anybody. But uh, speaking of the Raiders, gentlemen, we're going to talk a little bit about what scares us from this Raider team. They have a robust receiving core and a veteran franchise-ish quarterback in Derek Carr. But the trio of Renfro, of course, Devonta Adams, who was targeted 17 times last week. He may top that this week. Mm -hmm. And the tight end, Darren Waller, Bo Brock. I mean, it's a it's a threesome that I would put up against a lot in the NFL. It's a daunting task for a defense that uh, is trying to put it together on the fly, you know, as far as taking those guys down. And, you know, the only thing you can really look to that this defense can take advantage of is the offensive line. With, with a poor offensive line, it doesn't matter. You can try to play fantasy football all you want. But when you the, the, the Raiders are going to trot out Colton Miller, who little tied to the Arizona Cardinals, he was... You, they used the 15th overall pick that they sent to the Raiders in exchange for the 10th overall no pick. No one won in that trade. That, that's like, well, the Raiders won. They got a franchise left tackle. That Didn't they just extend him? I mean, he's steady there. But the rest of the line, guys, they're, they're starting centers out. They're going to, a, a guy that we kind of followed through the draft process out of Memphis uh, was it Dylan Parnham. He, yeah. He's going to be there at oh, starting fun. center. That's and then you look at uh, another rookie who's going to be playing on this offensive line, and two journeymen uh, who have like tw 20 career starts between the two of them. Well, the Alex Leatherwood pick blew up in their face. It did. It was huge. Uh, but as far as the strengths, like you know what you're going to get from Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, 17 did. targets, it, it could increase to 20, and he could haul down you know, 15 to 16 of those passes and a couple of them in the red zone. I mean, he's got that rapport with David Carr. That's terrifying. Uh, I, I don't know if you just kind of pick your poison and say, hey, we're going to let Adams – do what he wants to do, and then try to take away the other two receivers out of the, of the trio with Waller and, and Renfro, and hey, just kind of figure that out. Without a doubt, you double you double team Devonta Adams. You without tackle a doubt. him to the ground. You yeah. double team Devonta Adams. You triple that. team. You double team him without a doubt because you know one hundred percent their offense is flowing seventy five percent his way. That's what it tells you when a guy gets seventeen targets. Hunter Renfro was absolutely fabulous last year, mm -hmm. and and his play without Devonta Adams, and he kind of gave. He gave him a good cushion. He gave Derek Carr a great cushion to be able to throw to. Specs, you're absolutely right. The better I drink, the Cardinals are going to win. But if they don't double team, <laughs> if they don't double team Devontae Adams, we're going to have a, we're going to have our hands full. <clears throat> there is nobody on this team that can cover him one on one. There is nobody, and there is no system and scheme that we have to stop him because they motion him consistently. That's something I would love to see that if we did to. If you want to get Hollywood Brown ten touches, you got to motion him. Mm -hmm. You got to put him in slot. They you got to move motion. him around. Yeah, you got to get. You got to allow him to be in a position where he's attacking always. And that's what the Raiders do with Devon, Devontae Adams. The only way the Cardinals will stop him, 
is if that we double team yeah. him, make him the he's the piece to what we stop. Everything else outside of that, if we don't, if he's not the piece that we don't stop, then we're gonna we're gonna struggle with the conversation of trying to get to the quarterback. It almost feels like Isaiah Simmons, in a weird way, should be covering Devonte Adams more so than Hunter Renfro. Like I know it's like the lesser of two evils, but I just feel like he's better equipped to do that. No, I, I don't. Huh? No. You don't think what? so? No. Because he's big. Do you have a baseball big, bat? No. <laughs> he's, he's bigger and worse bigger versus. I don't know. Remember last year against word, the worse. Rams, he was running downfield. Nah. Like, Isaiah's got better outside Did speed, you just sneak a speed? couple of those pumpkin porters like, uh, behind man, my back? No. Nah. The underneath <laughs> receivers, I don't want to see Isaiah Simmons do that again, but I'm fearful that's what we're going to see. I also don't want to see, gentlemen, a Chandler Jones revenge game. Mm. And listen, I know Chandler has his critics. Right, a lot of them right now are Raider fans because he no-showed in week one. We know what that's like here in Arizona. But Chandler, it goes beyond just, I think, the stat statistic. Like, he gets pressures. He makes people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. DJ Humphreys right now kind of working his way back to becoming a franchise left tackle. What well, hasn't been great. He's got right? a new contract this offseason. Yeah. Like, a lot like of people Johnny, got new contracts John, that aren't no, no, earning but John, right but Johnny V, you called it and said, why is he not practicing? And then next no, thing yeah, you know, and then he then he then he he got when he got a new contract, he started practicing. JV, cheers to you on yeah, that I call. I appreciate you. Next Cardinals, Listen, we have our tinfoil hat on every once hey, in a while. You did it well. Too many Cardinals held in and then weren't ready for Week One. Humphreys was one of them. He was just pretty average. He's got his hands full with Chandler Jones, who will be motivated for this 100%. game. One hundred percent. If you ain't Chandler Jones, put the money aside, and he's got a ton of it now. Is going to be ready and motivated to spurn the team that didn't want to let him finish his career in the desert. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do think he's going to play well. I think the Cardinals are going to have a problem with him and Max Crosby. I think both of them were bad last week against the Chargers. They rebound this week, Bo Brock. I, uh, I would send out another extra tight end, and the Cardinals should go heavy because mm -hmm. that's the way to beat Chandler Jones is to run right at him. Oh, yeah, run right at him. That's what the Chargers did to open up the game. They ran Eckler right at Chandler Jones, and then the next play, play action right towards Chandler Jones, and it was right. two successful plays, and it was a recipe that they used for the rest of the game. A guy who had two tackles in his, in his debut, zero sacks. They didn't actually get any sacks as far as uh, their their game against the Chargers. Sounds That's, familiar. Here's, here's our sack king as far as the Cardinals go. I mean, an incredible acquisition Chandler Jones was for Steve Keim. Joined the team after the NFC Championship appearance. Came over from New England for a second-round pick. I think Jonathan Cooper and a couple ham sandwiches. But Chandler Jones <laughs> goes six seasons here in the desert. He got an extension. He did secure the bag at one point here. 71 and a half sacks. He had 19 in 2021. I think he only lost out on the sack crown by like a half sack to yeah, Shat Barrett yeah, that year. Yeah. 23 first forced fumbles over that span. That's the most in the NFL. It was not Aaron Donald. It's not T.J. Watt. It's Chandler Jones. He played right here for the Cardinals. That was all in a uniform of the red and white. Three Pro Bowls, two All Pros. Just an absolute should be, monster. Should be in the ring of honor. Like, that's undisputed. He's, He's the not, greatest sack easily. player in the right. history of this franchise. One of the greatest. I think it'll be... The best trade in franchise history, more so than the DeAndre Hopkins trade. We'll have to see how that works out. Diop hasn't played much these last two years. Hmm. Chandler Jones was always available, always elite. And, um, you know, I, I, I've always wished him well. I want him to do well outside of this weekend against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and I, I'm going to tell everybody right now, you can do well on underdog fantasy. It's the easiest and most fun way, ladies and gents, to spice up your football season. We dabbled. At the Lola over the weekend, and uh, unfortunately took the L to our GM Saul Bookman. Mm -hmm. But hopefully you have better luck. Just look at your favorite or least favorite players' stats. Pick between two and five players. 
for your pick'em entry and whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower stat on the win total and uh, get your picks right. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Talk about a great app is the Underdog Fantasy app. You can see it in the App Store or click on it in the show notes below. Use that promo code PHNX. Underdog Fantasy, get this, guys, is going to double your first amount up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100, and uh, no one else is going to do that. That's Underdog Fantasy Bull Brop using that promo code PHNX. Get into the action today. We're hanging out here in the brand new PHNX studios. These chairs, mm-hmm. incredibly comfortable. Yep. Very I mean, these are unreal. Thanks to our friends over at More Furniture. Check them out, morefurniture.com. That's, they got their fall sale going on. You can find some nice new furniture to, to uh, get your feng shui in, in order. <laughs> That's a fun word. That's, it is a great word. And you can just uh, pimp out your living room, bedroom, wherever it might be. Lava lamp? Fr- yep. You, uh, I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. They're not kicking back with smoke. Do you have some of those in the days of <laughs> <laughs> No, I did. What do you got? Like the Pink Floyd poster up in a lava lamp, <laughs> just popping some OG's uh, gummies. No, there's more furniture. It's more for a more sophisticated uh, yeah. type out there. It's going to make your living room, bedroom, wherever it might be, look great. Morefurniture.com. Check out their fall sale. Hanging out here, enjoying ourselves. Can't wait to get ourselves another underdog fantasy uh, go around this time. Yep. I can't believe Saul took that one. But He's getting, out this weekend. He's not yeah. going to be here for the pre uh, for the tailgate show. It'll just be Bo and I and Shane. <laughs> so by default, he's kicked out. So I already like my odds this week. Uh, we see a couple. Let's get to the chat real quick before we get to our, our predictions here. Diego Perez checking in, asking uh, about the new studio. Is it in Maricopa? No, it's not. Johnny had to travel for this one. You're welcome. Big thank you to him for that. Asking how tall Johnny is. Uh, how to, I, oh, my, my driver's Six. license for a long time Six feet. said 5'8". And then I went to, <laughs> it, maybe it said 5'9". And I remember I went to Panama <laughs> City on spring break one year. And I just got destroyed by a bouncer saying, you're not 5'9". So I changed it moving wow. forward. Uh, I'm five, six and a half, five, seven on a good day, my friend. Yeah. Pick and spread saying DJ Humphreys has to have a game against Chandler. It looks like he tried to use some emojis in there. That's not recognizing. Beecham versus uh, Crosby. That's a little scary. Thank for the Raiders. Interior defensive line is awful. Uh, they, they're going to miss a key part of their defense defensive secondary and the safety group so and, and i'm still gonna harp on that offensive line that offensive line it could be a big factor for the raiders with who they're starting and the arizona cardinals don't necessarily have to bring pressure they shouldn't have to bring pressure to get pressure mm. against Derek carr i think i don't we'd have to double check this but behind mahomes second best quarterback against you're telling blitz. me that we shouldn't blitz the second consecutive week I don't after think, it was a disaster? I don't last think week? Vance Joseph can help himself. Like I think he needs to go to like some sort of like anonymous group about his problem with blitzing. He loves it. It, it works. It, it works. It doesn't. Now so it you, worked last year. Well, you're, well again, you got to have a front four to put pressure on the quarterback. When you bring in guys that are young, we had they young, had, they had a had certain, young edge, certain edge fifty-five guys. here. Yeah, last we did. Year. Look, we had the idea of our off. Remember our defense last year: Peters, Phillips. Watt and Jones. That was the off. That was the defensive line we thought we had. And then Peters couldn't play. John Phillips got hurt, or he got sick. And then it was Watson Jones. And then Watt got hurt. And yeah. Watt got hurt. It's like this looks very much like how the Cardinal defense did at the end of last year. And we've harped on an off season. Yeah. Uh, so John Gambadaro, our friend at Arizona Sports, well, my friend, not Bo's friend, <laughs> reported today that it looks like the Cardinals. I, I maybe predicated on how they do this weekend, Bo are tinkering with the idea of 
of of calling up Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP, mm. once upon a time, of Giants and Buccaneer fame. Three fingers? Two fingers. Four fingers. Couple Three. nubs. Couple nubs. Couple yeah. Nubs? yeah. Couple nubs. Things mangled. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, sign me up. After what I saw last week, if you're not going to play the rookies, and I got to watch Devon Kennard rush the passer and have one tackle, bring me Jason Pierre-Paul. But I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned. Like you're you're trying to do this now potentially in week two and what I feel like is a must win game right before Sean McVay in week three. Like this is a move that we all expected April, May, June, and instead like the status quo is what they did all off season. Bo Brock, I believe this is going to be the make or break game for the status quo of this off season. They put all their chips in internal, internal, internal scheme, coaching. You gotta have the horses. Yeah, you do. I mean, is it is it an indictment on the guys who played week one as far as the line? Because Jason Pierre-Paul is not a stand-up linebacker, right? I mean, he's more of a yeah, but ne- but neither was you know Dwight Freeney. He was an he was an edge player. Yeah, I I mean, so are are you saying that you didn't get enough from Zach Allen? You didn't see enough from a guy going in a contract year? You feel like you're not confident that JJ is going to be available because he's already been unavailable one week? I don't think he plays three four defensive end. I think that. They, you think they stand him up? Just on third down, specialty pass rush roll. Yeah, it's, it's it'd be an interesting move. I mean, it'd be definitely them look, a sign of desperation. Hey, JPP brings conversation that says if we had if if he had two more veterans, either from the defense perspective, from a linebacker perspective, or a defensive line perspective, he would come with expectation. I'm gonna pass this little knowledge on to you guys. Okay. What happens in a locker room in the NFL is that if they they whoever they go get. They need somebody that can change the expectation in that position. Yeah. Change the expectation. And that's the that's what makes the guys go out and play better. Like if I know Bo, what you're doing is I expect you to be at a certain level, mm-hmm. then and you give me that level, I'm gonna rise to that level. I'm gonna play at that level. I'm gonna be at that level. Johnny, you guys don't give me no short change on that. I need to be mm-hmm. one of these uh a, a former player that comes and be like just yeah. <laughs> no, you're more than that, my guy. Frank okay, Sanders. whatever you say is good. <laughs> I have to, I have to be at this level because your energy level is there, your intelligence level is there. So you, my expectation is that Johnny's bringing it, Bo's bringing it. So I'm yeah. going to bring it. Remember when Peyton Manning went to Denver? Yeah, he changed the locker room, he changed the mentality. The expectation level is that you're going to beat that level. If JPP doesn't bring that level, then it changes the narrative. It, it just it's, it's a waste of time. But he, it might change. J.J. Watt's mentality. I'm going to tell you right now, if they go, go out ahead. and have no sacks this weekend, I'm going to be all for it. If they go out and, and have a clunker, because I'm going to tell you right now, the answer is not Maje Sanders because Vance Joseph refuses to play rookies. Yeah. So if it's the difference of not playing you. rookies and, and playing J- Jason Pierre-Paul, like that's an easy decision. What's not an easy decision, gentlemen, is deciding on what exactly is going to mm-hmm. go down this Sunday in Las Vegas. We are moving now into our official game Predictions, Bo Brock, kick us off. What's going down Sunday in Vegas? All right. Unfortunately, I think that the oh, Arizona no. Cardinals in Sin City, the oh, home no. opener for Raiders squad. I, look, I think there's a path to victory. But, you know, if you're pressing me, I think that the Raiders pull this one out 31-26. I see a better, more inspired performance by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, we're doing moral victories now. For right now, for right now I, this, look. This I'm preseason. I, I'm not the one that's. I'm not the one. I'm season. not the one calling this a must win in week two. I know what the stats say as far as if you start zero two. The McVay chances next week. McVay. I know. Look, I understand that. He's got Matthew. I, I did no, a season prediction where I still had a path to eleven wins, even if they start zero and three. Oh no! It 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 narrows your margin for error. 
Uh, but look, I think they they probably lose this week. Zach Ertz, he becomes a bigger bigger part of the offense. I saw a, a good performance from the Chargers tight end uh, Everett Gerald Everett in Week One. I think that Zach Ertz can continue that trend against mm-hmm. this Raiders team. I like Marcus Golden, the junkyard dog, to get some good pressure against this decimated offensive line. Maybe get home. Maybe get some balls put on the turf. And then DJ Humphreys. You know, talk about if the Cardinals are going to win this game, he's got to have – he's going to be an unsung hero to, on Sunday as far as keeping Chandler Jones in check. It's got to be DJ Humphreys if they want to do anything. Frank Sanders, your counterpoint. Team, this is not – a look, chat room, check this out. This is not the 8-0 Cardinals we thought we had last year. This is a new year. This wasn't 2021. This is 2022, JV. So guess what? What we have is what we have. What we understand we have is not the same group we had last year. That started out 8-0. The players that we had, D-Hop's played. He, he's not playing right now. So my mentality right now is totally different. All right, well, have, give us your prediction. I have, to accept the idea, I have to accept that the Cardinals right now is not at their best state. Um, my situation is that the Cardinals will not win. Okay. Um, I am not sold on what we have right now. Um, there are some predictions that I, w- I had before. Um, I mean, we I'm got Frank's so, graphics. For I'm just, I mean, like, I, I can't. There it is. <laughs> Jesus, Emma. Ugly. That's ugly <laughs> right there. That's not Were you trying to hey, lead our producer, Emma, to that? To help, okay, I, I didn't there. know what was going hey, look, on. <laughs> look, the Cardinals right now, we're not where we need to be, guys. We, we, we really need to still continually blend and make this team what we need to be. I think Eno Benjamin last week at the end of the season, at the end of the game, he looked, he looked phenomenal. I said JC would be the guy. My offensive player this year, be this week it'd be Eno, because I believe that he did so much more last week. He was explosive, caught the ball at the backfield. He ran for extra yards. He had not – all that was nice, and I, I expect him to be the same guy. Defensively, I got to go with Byron Murphy because he's going to have the bigger job. I think that they're going to try to make – I mean, Carr, throw the ball a lot more between either Waller, Renfro, or I got Devontae Adams. And so I'm hoping that Byron Murphy shows him to be something special. Guess what? I didn't pick an unsung hero, but the unsung hero right now looks like it's J.J. Watt. And just for him to play, I'll take it and give him an opportunity to get out there and make some plays and make the defense that much better. I'm looking at the ASU crew right now in studio, and, and with all due respect to them, holy fuck, if Eno Benjamin <laughs> is the star of the Cardinal game Sunday, it's going to be a grim, dark post-game show here on PHNX Cardinals Live. Forget these two. This is what's going to happen. Oh, Emma, boy. roll it right now. The Arizona Cardinals get their first dub of the season, 27-24, over the Las Vegas Raiders. And they're going to be led by the marquee edition of the offseason. Hollywood Brown is going to go off a buck 35, two touchdowns, a couple deep bombs from Kyler Murray. And then on the flip side, mm. under the radar, played decent last week, is going to build upon his performance with two tackles for loss. Zaven Collins, who week by week, brick by brick, gets better with each performance. Let him go out against a stagnant Raider offense, not great up front. Let him have a couple tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Dare I say a pass defense or a sack. And then the unsung hero. There he is. Wow. The native son. He will be active. In my opinion. Native to what? Native to. <laughs> don't interrupt me. Colorado State's finest. Trey McBride. Activate him, Cliff. Don't be a fraud. Don't be a coward. Flank him out wide. Let him dominate those mediocre to below average defensive backs for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's your path to victory, Cliff Kingsbury. You are you are welcome. Thank you, look, Johnny. Look, if we're, if if Trey McBride is active, we're having our watch party four peaks Sunday twelve thirty five or twelve twenty five, right? 
if, if Trey McBride, if it comes out 90 minutes before the game that Trey McBride is active, and you come up to me at Four Peaks and you say, I will make dive for McBride, <laughs> I will buy you a beer. So not only the $5 gets you in, it gets you a free beer plus a chance to win Cardinals tickets for their next home game. You get one beer from that ticket and then a free beer from me. All right? Deal. Let's do it. Four Peaks Watch Party 1225. Hang out with us all Sunday. We're going to be watching the Cardinals take on the Vegas Raiders. Four Peaks is going to be unbelievable. Hang out with us. I will make die for McBride because you are a ride or McBride with the PHNX Cardinals crew. I might even do two, three, four people if you if you come up and tell it to is me. It but you got to be there. You got to be there to cash in on the free beer. And the only way to do that is to go and sign up and actually hang out with us at our event. It's only five bucks. It's, it, only, it's only five bucks. Come hang out. Give us some good mojo, some good juju after last week's game. No juju, Smith Schuster. But if you want to be happy and healthy, come out to not only this Sunday's event but future events. Go get a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. All you got to do is visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. We mentioned Howard Balzer, the fantastic work. He's churning out articles. We can't keep up. Fantastic work at gophnx.com. Become a member. 99 cents for the first month. $8.99 for the subsequent month. Or you can pay just under 60 bucks for the entire year and cop a free T-shirt. How about this T-shirt? The Hollywood Hills sign on top of Camelback Mountain. By far the hottest shirt we've got going on right now at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Again, check it out. GoPHNX.com. We've got articles. we got content. we got podcasts. we got live streams. Everything and everything you want at PHNX and PHNX Cardinals. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. We are live here in downtown Phoenix at the PHNX Studios. We're going to be here Sunday for the postgame show. Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, I hope we have a better time. And we did it last weekend. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It will be. We will. We're going to have a great time. We're going to get that dub for Bo, for Frank Sanders. <laughs> I'm Johnny Venerable. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We'll see you Sunday.